Yeah, already started. I thought we was vibing. We were vibing, but Christian has to let me in a little secret that y'all weren't able to go to Seattle. So I'm a little sad about that. That's why I'm disgusted. Oh, no, that's fair. Okay. I was butthurt about that, too. You're allowed <laughs> to be disgusted about it. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> Next time I go to Portland, we're my heart rate started racing. You said, uh, disgusting, and Christian told no, me, and I said, excuse me, and my heart rate started racing. I'm like, what could, what could it be? Fuck we didn't go to Seattle. Bitches, oh, okay, that's go. fine. You're allowed let's to be mad about that. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's great. You know what I was really expecting? What? This. I swear to God. What sound? I don't know. No damage. Okay. Oh my goodness. That's... Isn't that good? Do you know what that sound is, your highness? Can we just take away the blurt thing? Because this I is like the worst the thing. Sound. It's not it's going. Des. It's Des trying to find a moment and missing it. Yeah, the moment's mm -hmm. gone. The moment is gone. Fucking hell. Yeah, this fucking game. Well, fuck it. Welcome to the Space Society Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Desmond Desi. Oh, yeah. awesome. I knew God it. Damn it. At the top of that. When did you start recording? When did you start recording? When I thought there was really going to be a, a verbal disagreement between Oz and Ray. <laughs> Uh, welcome everybody. It's another good one. That never was gonna happen because we have a nice understanding. I was lit. I literally had a blurb saved. It was um uh, uh Steven. Yeah, Steven Stills yelling, "Fight!" <laughs> For a quick second, I thought you were gonna put that one that's just like emotional damage. For some reason, yeah. For I some just want that. For some reason, Blur is not letting me access my save stuff. That's the thing. I'm, uh, I'm only I have to like type search um, all my save, most of my stuff. Almost like it's like trying to tell you maybe you shouldn't use it anymore. <laughs> it's just trying to take your it like Blur your login back. Yeah. Blur privileges before we are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is very funny to me because it's like. For so long, we've been wondering, like, hey, we need to we need to get sound effects in here. We need to find a way to get sound effects. And we finally get it, and we're like, god damn it. <laughs> no, no, by all means, keep the sound effects around. They're fucking hilarious. I'm just going to complain about it. Well, on this episode, we're not just having... Like, we're it's not like Frankenstein, you know? Well, on this episode, we're not having no sound bites because I kicked it off. <laughs> It's not working. Yeah, it's it's down. It's down. In the world rejoiced. <laughs> and there was much rejoicing. Well, next Yay. week. Well, there's always next week episode. There's mm -hmm. always next time there, champ. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anywho, welcome back. Thank you for listening. You're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, Podcast, Stitcher, wherever. Thank you for listening. Um... I'm getting some emails about how our podcast is being listened to globally. And apparently in the Dominican Republic, we hit wow. the top 100. Sorry, it was a little early with that. Wow. But yeah, you yes. Wow. We hit the top 100. <laughs> Number 76. 
in, in like, the Dominican like, Republic? In the Dominican Republic. We're in the top 100. Wow. We're in the top 100 podcast in the Dominican Republic? Yeah. Hey, thanks, everybody. Damn. It's fucking sweet. That's awesome. Uh, also, I think that's where my friends are getting married later this summer if COVID's. Hey, you know, we, we you know, appreciate it's not a thing anymore. <laughs> Congratulations to your friends. <laughs> and if they can get married. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I'm sorry. They would look. This is a goddamn pandemic, and then plus the U.S. and the, and what Europe wants to go to war with Russia over Ukraine. Ah, uh, it just it's again it's you know it's, it's a year. It's a it's a year. And here is the news. Let's <laughs> just start it right off at the top of the uh, news. Mm. Something that had me dying. <laughs> some Fox mm-hmm. news. Some Fox News reporter rubbed. Our president Biden the wrong way, and Biden on camera, audibly with the still mic'd up, dumb son of a bitch. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. That was that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's even better because, like the Judy said it to, it's um, like Steve Ducey or something like that. His last name's Ducey. Can't remember what his first name is. That's just because his dad is already a news, quote-unquote, news anchor with Fox News. So, like, his dad is part of, like, one of the morning news teams. And so now his son also works at Fox News. But, like, yeah, no, nepotism isn't a thing or anything. I just have to ask. With that. Sure that's how you pronounce his last name. I have to ask. I mean... I would probably just pronounce it Dookie, but it is pronounced Ducey. Yeah. Ducey? Ducey the Douchey. Yeah. Ducey. (laughs) But. And that. Sorry, I forgot to do the the rundown of the cast. On this episode, we have (laughs) the Dame Lama writer, Christian Ventura. Benita Lavario. What's up? Ray Square. I'm just living. And that was Oz once again. I'm only barely here. But you're still here. <laughs> and we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you. Next. Uh, thank, thank you. I'm honored. You're very welcome. Next up on the news topic. This is more of a promotion than news. Well, no, still news. Either way. Our good friend from a D&D, or Illawith D&D, D&D group, French Toast has a Patreon and they're doing dope shit. Oh my god. You have to check out their art. Do they make good French toast though? That's my question. Yes. I was hoping they'd be there Can to ask them. <laughs> okay. Well, what's their confirmation? Indeed. Okay, French as, toast as, sounds as so good right now. As French as the toast is, is e- uh, equal to as good as the art is. It's like French toast for your eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's toasty. <laughs> Every time I hear the word toasty, come <laughs> on. Damn it! So I didn't know where you were going with that. 
that's why I had to say come out. But either way, back to French Toast. Um, they are a self-taught artist who works mainly within the digital art realm. Um, they specialize in character and creature concept art. Um, they've enjoyed the majority of their lives and they love to create. So, why don't you just go straight to their Patreon, which we have the link of their digital um, business card in the link of our description. You can follow their Instagram, their Twitter. You can commission artwork. Um, for me, personally, as an artist, looking at the work, it looks like it is straight up digital, but it looks like oil. It was done oil based, but it's still, it's it's chef's kiss. Really good. I know you you didn't mean to say it like that, but when you called it a pastryon instead of Patreon, pastryon. That, Thank you. That's so good. That's why. That's pretty great. That's why Benita bakes even. Unintentionally. That was unintentional, and that's why me and Benny are now known as Denny. Denny. Because they're damn. Denny. How did you come up with that? Did you just end up at a Denny's? <laughs> anyway. You should really thank for that pretty short. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you mean Denny way? Anyway. <laughs> If but, you don't use a cricket sound effect right now, I... You know, you know, ben, you know, Benita? Look at us. Hey. Look at <laughs> us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Exactly. Uh, once again, I'm not the one holding... It's important. Up. I feel like it's important to say that your face looks like that stupid fucking cat being threatened with knives with that shit-eating grin. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. And I'm glad that's on the record. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also on the record, I'm not holding the controls for the um, sound bites tonight. <laughs> so, like to complain at this game. Yep. So once again, oh, link in the description um, to find all of uh, French Toast's um, links to their socials and their Patreon. I am hungry, so it's, uh, it was unintentional but intentional. Um... <laughs> For more of their art and to commission some art pieces because i know i will as soon as i get some money or if anyone could fucking hire me by this point it's been two and a half years god damn it got this man last bit of the news thank you well last two bits of the news i think one of them's gonna be longer than the other but let's see the batman six minute six minute um theme song was released last week god damn it Michael Giacchino knocked it out of the park once again. Shit, I had I didn't know that. I gotta listen to it. It's it's really. I have not listened to it. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It it gives you Batman the animated series and Batman eighty nine vibes. Ooh, okay, okay. I fucks with that. I fucks with that. Like he like if y'all don't know who Michael Giacchino is, he has done all three Spider Man movies. He has done Doctor Strange, Rogue One, the Star Wars story, and both incredible movies. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's a there's a really good. Um, I wouldn't say list. I would rather call that a pantheon. Mm-hmm. I think he's coming. Uh-uh. I think he's coming back for Doctor Strange too. That'd be cool. He's got a good resume. Mm-hmm. Let so. him resume his work. Um, nah, that was reaching. That was just reaching. Yeah, that, that was, was, but... I'll acknowledge it. That was reaching. 
It's just gonna be. You're fine. just gonna have like the the dad jokes of this podcast. <laughs> and last on our news category for the for the start of the episode, respawn and electronics arts are making three are in the process of making three Star Wars games. Respawn has officially um, said they are making the sequel to Fallen Order. Yes. As well, a first-person shooter set within the Star Wars world. And it's not. Ugh. And it's and that's it. That's all they're saying. First-person shooter. So far, it's a first-person shooter with um, Peter Hirschman as this is from Gamespot. Michael Makuch. Okay. Can I, I just do my quick moment of silence for every time people talk about a Star Wars game, and I have to have that moment of silence for Star Wars thirteen thirteen. Oh, okay, yeah, moment of silence for thirteen thirteen. Fuck you, PSP. All right. <sighs> RIP that game that never was. Ah, so I still remember the leaks. I still remember. The leaks that were. Mm-hmm. Amy Henning talked about. I think Amy Henning. Yeah, Amy Henning talked about it when she did a podcast with Nolan North. And she revealed that Nolan North recorded lines for a rogue. Uh, the fact that he's revealing that means that the pet, that it's just further a nail in the coffin. But I'm gonna make a prediction. Can I make a bit theory? Can I make a theory? Yes. Like, okay. I'm just gonna make a bit theory. Because only because I I have no basis other than I really fucking wanna see it. And I've recently seen some things online, very recently, of people recreating it in, like, different engines and stuff. Um, I hope they're working on a remake for Star Wars Republic Commando. That first-person, like, like clone game, like, uh, the, the first-person uh, 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 Clone Wars game, where you play, like, as a special unit of clones. If they... I don't think I ever played that one. I haven't either. But I, if they Republic Commando was a first-person shooter on Xbox, and by far it is like one of my favorite Star Wars games that I've ever played. Is it's like you play through leading a squadron of um of um of uh, elite uh, uh, clones in the clone army during the second movie. If they do that... And you're like on Geonosis doing like specific things and it takes you around a bunch of different stuff. You're like directly fighting like the, the CIS army and all that kind of stuff. The CIS. If you do, if they okay. do, if they do do a remake, they're more likely going to do it in canon by using Rex and the other clones. The popular clones. That would clones. be interesting. I'm so surprised that I said Republic Commando and you guys didn't know what I was talking about. I thought a lot more people knew about that one. No, but I know. I, thank you, Ray. Thank you. Because, fuck, that's one of my favorite ones. But, something I have never done in a while. Basically a year. Read a whole entire article. And actually give actual facts. This is from um, GameSpot.com by, um, written by Eddie Makuch Makuch once again, butchering people's names. Electronic Arts has announced uh, major plans to um, create more Star Wars games with its, uh, within its studios and partners developing three games. These include a sequel to Fallen Order, as well as a first-person shooter from Respawn and the strategy game from um, former XCOM developers. Ooh, a strategy game? Mm-hmm. We haven't seen a Star Wars strategy game in a while. Uh, Respawn. Um, that's because strategies don't tend to work in Star Wars. I mean, 
<laughs> okay, you're right. But did you, okay, okay. Uh, I, I did also play the older PC games that I, were like. I don't know about that because Obi Wan had quite the strategy when he had the high ground. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Obi Wan game, but yeah. Continuing on, <laughs> respawn. Oh my god, the old ass game for the original Xbox. Yeah, you remember the Obi Wan game? Yes. That shit was fun, honestly. Continuing on, Respawn Games director Stig Amundsen is working on the next um, entry in the Star Wars Jedi series. Following the success of Fallen Order, another game is a first-person, like I said, first-person shooter with Peter Hirschman as his game director. The third game is a strategy title from the newly established studio Bit Reactor. Respawn is producing this title with Bit Reactor handling the development. According to Jason Schreier, the new Jedi game will, uh, might be released as soon as later this year. Um, while the other two titles are reportedly no. many, many years away. Indeed, EA's own press release is called, it called on developers to apply the company's open positions to work on the new Star Wars games. That legitimately might actually mean I need to get a fucking Xbox soon. Yeah. Because I want to be able to play it, and I want to replay Fallen Order, just because my 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 Xbox um, One is an original day day one twenty thirteen. So when it was playing Jedi, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, it was it played it, but I can tell that like the textures were so smoothed out because it wouldn't be able to render it otherwise. That I did not get to really like appreciate the graphics of that game, so I want to replay it. But I did get the story and the gameplay experience. That was fun. But damn, like if they're gonna put out the next game and all that, like that plus wanting to play. Um, now that I've played a good a good chunk of it on PC, playing Halo on console, like ugh, I want to get a I want to get an Xbox. But here is an interesting endnote to this. EA is no no longer holds the exclusive licensing for Star Wars games on consoles and PC. Ubisoft is developing its own new open-world Star Wars title, while Zynga Studio is making a free-to-play shooter called Star Wars Hunters, a Knights of the Old Republic Zynga, yeah. The words with friends? Cook yeah. people? Yeah. I gotta look up more of their projects, because that can't be the only thing they got, right? Um, and then there is a Nazi The Old Republic um, remake in the works for the PS5 and PC only from Asper Media that also re-released um, Nice of The Old Republic, which I'm currently playing on the Switch. Damn. And then last but not least, Star Wars The Skywalker Saga on Lego from Lego, um, from Telltale Games. April 6th, all consoles. I I can't wait for that one. I'm, I've been very excited for that one. You get the um, the Mandalorian season one and two, Clone Wars, and um, Rogue One as DLC packages. Oh yes, that plus every other movie all combined in one game. On top of that, and it's really like I'm very excited for that game. I've been playing Lego Star Wars since I think I was like twelve. It's rumored they either took. Um, Oh my god, why am I blanking on his name? Why am I blanking on? Oh my god. Help me out. The Mandalorian. Pedro Pascal. Uh, there we go. Pedro yeah. Pascal. It's a rumor that he voiced his own minifig. <laughs> that would be great. That's so cool. <laughs> um Steve DeMell voiced his own minifig for the Lego DC games for Arrow. <laughs> that that's great. 
So I wouldn't be surprised if he did. And it'd be fun. That would be fun. And that is the news. Nice. Very nice. Now, oh, damn. A topic that Ray has been waiting for the last three weeks. I finally watched it. I don't know if you watched it, Chris. No, well, of I course didn't. he hasn't. <laughs> we all know Benita didn't. <laughs> we, are t- we are talking about Swan Song. So, spoil it for us. I'm still going to watch it, but go ahead and spoil it for us. Um... Norm, uh, I wish it could. I should. I should have made this a one and done episode. Like not one and done. Like um, our movies, one and done movies. But I didn't mm-hmm. give y'all. I didn't give nobody prep time because that's why I didn't talk about it. Um, maybe next week we can do one and done movies. Okay. But, but I feel Swan Song is not a one and done movie for me. I would definitely go back and watch this. You got to rewatch. Ooh. Not rewatch. More like I want. I want to own it. If it's on. If it ever comes to Blu-ray. I told y'all it's good. I told Christian he thought I was playing. I'm. I don't think. God damn it, Ray! You know I didn't think you were playing. I've been your supporter this whole time. If you were my supporter. You would have watched it by now. Now is that right? That requires me to get a Apple login, and Desi was gracious enough to lend me theirs, but I didn't get a chance between yesterday and today to watch it. Yeah, it's later than twenty four hours. <laughs> <laughs> gotta give exactly. man. Gotta give him some time. Gotta give him some time. Nah, yeah, yeah, no time. Look, to start, I'll start it off because I, um, I was I, and I, mm-hmm. I'm disappointed. <laughs> hey, that's not even my fault, dog. They're back in LA. That ain't got shit to do with me. Oh, I mean, do you oh, want I'll me to write you out? Do you want me to write you out? If you write me out on record, bet. But I'm gonna be fucking hilarious. Must have it. Because because yesterday I couldn't watch it because yesterday was date night. Oh. Who contractually agreed to have Mondays, my man? That seems like a you problem. Who to be fairly honest. Who 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 really wanted to watch Supernatural yesterday? Oh. I'm gonna straight up leave this call if you don't stop dragging me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop. I'll stop. With season of Supernatural though. One. Okay, I need them. You sound like you're very, very close to getting salted right now and then set on fire. (laughs) Please don't make me start yelling about supernatural on this fucking podcast. Hey, do it. Do it. I'm 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 on here for it. I'm not on camera, but I'm cheesing like a motherfucker. Go for it. So Oz is Oz is trying to get me through uh what the first three seasons you said we had to get through or quote unquote. Oh the first four. So we're See, trying to finish season one right now. I think it's best to stop after you have finished season five. Mm-hmm. No, stop. Okay, literally everyone in the world has their quote-unquote correct opinion on how to watch Supernatural, and it's because all of Supernatural is trash, except for what the individual person watching it actually distills out of it that is good. You have to dig for it. It, just watching the show is garbage. You have to dig for what's good about it. So leave it's me like, alone. It's like I'm when you watch all yeah. of it. It's like when <laughs> you go shopping at Goodwill. Like because it's all different. It's all, it's all fucked There's, up in its own it's, different ways. There's different writers through different years. Fucking not to mention the fact that the actors themselves aged with the show. So like that shows itself in their acting. Whether or not the writing is bad. Like... Yeah, it's, it's, again, it's like Goodwill. There's a lot of trash, 
Um, there's a lot of shit that is paired together that doesn't really make any sense about why it's paired together. But then every now and then, you find a wonderful, beautiful thing where you're like, wow, someone gave this away? It's mine now. And I think that's supernatural. I think the way that I right now see Supernatural is a lot more like a like a yard sale. Like from a distance, it looks amazing and it's so interesting. And then when you're in the middle of it, it's just like, wait a minute, like this is a bunch of stuff I've seen before, but like, damn it, why do I like this shit? When, when it gets past the you're going of, about it wrong. Once it gets past the week bullshit, it, huh? Once it gets past the monster the week bullshit, it gets it becomes better. I stopped after season ten. I told Oz this on I Sunday. I stopped after season ten. Like get Ray significantly more so that it's less. It exactly what Ray said of like it's less of the monster of the week thing. That's more of the early seasons. And as of right, but I you can't just skip the early seasons because unfortunately it lays so much fucking groundwork for the character building and arcs that come later that they just won't hit the same if you didn't see them be the fucking idiots at the beginning. And they're, they, I do like the show, for the record. I do like the show. It is so you say, that but I we've like. been trying to watch it for how many months and we've barely gotten past the halfway point of season because, one? Okay, because I like the show, but it's cheesy as fuck. I yeah. watch it and make fun of it with you. Okay, oh, well, buckle well, the fuck well, up. The later seasons. How many episodes of that did we watch? And that's cheesy as fuck, dog. Get buckle up. Later seasons get more cheesy than where you at now. Oh it my god! Is very similar to like Doctor Who, where you know, like if you try and get someone to like watch Doctor Who, but if they watch that first season of Doctor Who, like that first newer season with um, Christopher Eccleston, they're yeah. gonna be like, "What is this garbage you are wanting me to watch?" And then you know, you don't want to be like offended, where you're like, "Okay, it's not garbage," but you're also like, "It is cheesy." I will give you that, but please watch it because it's great. Currently, you're describing my my current view on season one of Doctor Who. <laughs> Where it's it, just no, like, like it's, you're currently describing my view on it right now. Where it's just like, hold on, dark, it's not, it's not garbage, dark, but no, I get why you say it's cheesy. But please dark watch it. Is trash, huh? Doctor Who's trash, bruh, bro, no, bruh. Oh no, these seasons are trash, and I regret every bit of it. Which seasons no. did you watch? I watched. And like, in what form? Okay, I watched Elkinson, Tennant. And then Matt Smith. Okay. So you saw a good chunk. You saw yeah. you saw a good chunk. Yeah. yeah. Like all of us. Actually, I think you and I have seen the same amount because I've only seen the first couple of episodes of Christopher Capaldi. And I also Peter like... Capaldi. Holy yeah. shit! Why did I do that, Peter Capaldi? I, thank you. Because also... <laughs> Christopher Eccleston, like it's. Thank you. We were thank just you. speak. It's wibbly yeah. wobbly, timey wimey stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Day of the Doctor or something like that. that movie. Yeah, mm. I saw mm-hmm. that in theaters. Yeah, I saw that in theaters too, and so I have every right to say that Doctor Who is trash. No, okay, I, the know. Day of the Doctor, the Day of the Doctor is trash. The full watch, and you're like, that's trash. I fully respect that. You gave it a good, honest. Yeah, show. yeah, I can't you, argue with that because we've seen the same amount, honestly. So you, yeah, you gave it a it. good. College try, but I will agree with you. The day of the doctor is garbage. I fucking oh, yeah. hated it. it. I hated it with every fiber of my being. Yeah, 
Yeah. Because it doesn't have to, like, overall narrative for the most part. It's just like, oh, let's go on a random adventure. Let's go on another random adventure. Let's go. These are loosely tangentially related, but let's go on another adventure. I'm like, come yeah. on. And it's like, hey, just, let's make a new doctor just to have him in one cameo in a show. Just, just to represent to one thing. Okay. But also here, let's do, let's just take away this one thing that the previous showrunner created, but I'm going to undo all that. The one moment that like utterly destroyed the doctor because to save the universe, he had to end not only the Daleks, but his own people as well. Yeah. And he made that decision, and it was a heartbreaking, like, difficult fucking decision that sat with him forever. Yeah. It's a decision and that, like, stupid Stephen Moffat fucking undid it. Yep. You mean Stephen Muppet? He's a fucking. You know, calling him that is like a disservice to Muppets. Yeah, that's true. I like Muppets more than I like Stephen Moffat. Okay, to bring this all to pull this all back <laughs> to the swan song. <laughs> Welcome to your first snippet of Black Hole Tangent. We will be talking more about how much we hate Stephen Moffat in the upcoming Black Hole Tangent. Please don't about the swan song. Oh, we're back? <sighs> Tell me how you feel about Swan Song. Um, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful movie. And I don't normally say that. Mm-hmm. I don't normally say that about movies. Um, certain movies. I didn't normally say phenomenal or some other bullshit. But, um, yeah, I'm trashing my own reviews. Um, no, this really was, like, the... The cinematographer, I am not going to butcher the cinematographer's name here. It literally, like, and whoever did the locations, like, the location scout, the fucking architecture of the fucking buildings were, like, coming out of, like, Frank, Frank Lloyd Wright's, um, fucking, like, mind. Especially the building that Glenn Close's, um, facility is at. Um, and fucking Glenn, Glenn Close. God damn, this woman fire um aquafina i need to watch the farewell didn't know she had it in her for to be um, her dramatic sense i've been told i have uh since i don't normally cry be prepared to be choked up since i originally lost my grandma in that movie the farewell is about someone's grandma so i'm like oh fuck Ooh, ouch <laughs> I'm not ready for that. And like the whole family knew that the grandma was dying, and the grandma did not know that she was dying. This is like the opposite of that. The person, only the person that's dying, know that they're dying, while the family doesn't know shit. Yeah, and this is why I'm like, that's why watching this is getting prepared for the farewell because it's like it is the the opposite. And that and this is the question we, the discussion we had like three, four episodes ago, talking about. Ethically, is this the right thing to do? Not telling your significant other that you are dying. And then, but the question of cloning, they come up in the middle of the movie, in the movie, as a flashback. And then, it and it's, it's like a callback. It's like, send you up for the actual, what's going to happen later on in the movie. 
about that mm. one question, like, would the person know the difference between a clone and the real individual? So is it not obviously set up in the beginning that the cloning has already happened? For You learn that through Aquafina's character. Uh, so you... So, uh, at least from the vision of, like, the viewer, you don't learn that information. You learn that information organically as the character theoretically would. Yeah, so when Mahershala Ali is, like, learning more about the cloning processes and then going close to telling him, like, you're going to meet this individual. And he meets mm -hmm. Aquafina's clone. Then he, when he gets to the facility to start starting the process of transferring every bit of his memories i mean like, they, they even went specific detail like even i had questions oh they're gonna probably miss something no they was like every single thing about your life from the start of your birth to where you are now you, this clone is getting everything and i was like oh shit i was like okay all right got me on that and then uh Mahershala Ali meets aquafina's character and then he learns like it was, trans it was like it was transitional like they didn't even know the daughter doesn't know and the daughter's happy and she's just happy that her family has that peace of mind but the family still doesn't know that their her the kid doesn't know that her mother is a clone so i'm like okay so but you see marshali's apprehensions of doing this because he think he, you can tell he has some apprehensions himself but he's also having some deep-seated things that he's keeping to himself and he's learning through those these therapy sessions with him talking now finally talking to his clone and this is where i'm liking this bit of the movie because him and the clone like the clone knows him and he knows what is inside of him that he's not trying to talk about and it's also the thing we all talked about on the podcast last year about not talking up about our emotional feelings speaking up and this is and it's like it's this movie's fucking layered in a lot of things um we learned that um naomi harris god and i totally forgot both marisha ali and naomi harris were both in moonlight together totally forgot <laughs> like i had to be like wait hold up pause the movie looked at it, i was like yep they was in moonlight together um, hold up wait a minute but here, you find out that uh, Naomi, Naomi Harris's brother um, was killed, and she like retreated for like if I remember correctly in the movie, correctly right, like three months, she isolated herself in one room away from her son and Mahershala Ali's character, and him and the clone were talking about it, and it was like you're not speaking up on that you was you felt alone, you felt. Like, like him not talking to his spouse when they was finally on that, like when they was finally able to talk again, him not speaking up about his feelings. He was just like putting other people's feelings first before his own. But then he's all still worrying about doing this and triggering anything to his wife. But then Glenn Close hit home. Your wife lost her brother her twin brother, and you coming home, you can die any minute. Wouldn't that be even worse? I'm like, oh, this woman right here. She's not wrong. But she's <laughs> also selling services. But yeah. she's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Um, 
and we get that and we get that and we get him meeting the clone finally yeah. integrating with the family and then we just he uh it, it just oh my god it was just so well so well done i got choked up a little bit i'm uh, watching this this is the second fucking movie of 2021 that was coming they got me choked up damn it seems like 2021, uh, 2021 movies got you going a little bit there. They, mm-hmm. they hit you. They hit different. 2021 movies, like, I would say the second half of 2021, the movies has been more fire. The first half, we're not talking about Fast and the Furious. And this is someone who owns half of the Fast and Furious franchise. We're not talking about those movies. We're talking about movies where, um, for some reason, the emotions, like, the right type of emotions to be displayed in movies in the midst of what we're going on in this pandemic, I think was the right choice of coming out because pandemic era movies, some that deals with the pandemic trash movies like yes, Spider-Man because there was a lot of emotional moments that was addressed. Um, even Shang-Chi has some parental um, things that had to be addressed in those movies. And now this one, Swan Song, it was Thank you, Ray, for the recommendation. I'll just say that. Oh, you're very welcome. You know, I like to not steer my friends in the wrong direction. I like to think I have a great taste in movies. Um, this movie is very emotionally complex. It's like, mm-hmm. what would you do to spare your um, loved ones from seeing you die slowly, yeah. painfully, horribly? Yeah. And it shows the effects of trauma and depression and, like, how it affects your loved one once you're gone. He saw that pain that his um, wife experienced with the loss of her loved one, one of her loved ones. And I don't think she probably would have survived um, if she, if she was to watch him die like that. Mm-hmm. So the sacrifice is like a representation of his love, like of them not knowing that he's got, that he dies, you know? And like those goodbyes, Oh my goodness, those goodbyes were heartbreaking. I know Desmond shed a tear. I didn't shed a tear. I got I got I got choked up because um Marshall Lee came back, told his clone like he was told his clone like it the clone knew that he needed his, he needed to like say goodbye in his own way to his family. And that's where I was like that's where I got like, okay. I, I'm like Oh shit! Like I always, when it was like the last twenty minutes of a movie, I'm always expecting the worst. But this one right here was like, no, I, I see what he's with the clone, with him and the clone are doing. And I was like, that was a good, that was a good send off, like giving him that send of like a good goodbye to his family. Is but, there? But, but, what was that? It's just. It sounds like it's a movie just full of emotional damage. Thank you for coming. No, thank, no, no, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just I get like it's just so perfect because you really should just be holding up like a knife underneath and just like smuggling smiling above it just <laughs> <laughs> it was an apt description, isn't it? They do yes. have that little pity and grin. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> um, 
I can't be mad. I can't be mad. I've been doing stupid shit too. I can't be mad. We just need to let that thing die. I'm sorry. Uh, it does sound like an amazing movie. Don't I? Uh, I do agree. I the really need to watch it. The movie, I do want to watch it. The is ruined. I, y'all, the movie can burn for all I care at this point. <laughs> I'll keep going. Um, as someone who see, this would be like an appropriate moment for like some Star Wars. Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. Oh my god. Oh my fucking uh, god, Benita. <laughs> Well, while he looks for that, and before he starts it, let me just say, uh, as someone who's a head-on, as a full-on hardcore rocker, and mourning the breakup of Every Time I Die, why are the good bands always break up? But I like the music in this. I don't listen to Frank Frank Ocean, ever. (laughs) But that, Frank Ocean's Moon Waver, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm putting that on my Spotify playlist. Um, another artist, I think Quarrel Moses. Moses is his name, but the song is Quarrel. That one was a definitely good one. I was like, okay, the the instrumentals and the music was really good in this movie, so I was like, I, I'm saving this. And it like it fit when Mahershala. It, it felt like the um, everybody's musical cues fitted their characters. So yeah. I say if you get a chance, if you have Apple Plus, watch the movie. It, for me, it's not a one and done. And I give it a 4.5 out of 5. The reason why a 4.5 out of 5, it did leave me with that fucking question. I still cannot answer what I do, what he did. I really wouldn't know. That sounds like a good-ass movie. Yeah. Now, we are. I think we would already know that Ray would would rate it a five out of five at this point, right? Oh yeah. I'm not rating anything until that thing dies. <laughs> oh. He's gonna be sitting there because that shit ain't dying. He's he's gonna wait till blurp is blipped. Yeah, it ain't till blurp nowhere. done got blipped. It's not blurping nowhere. Um. <laughs> Wait, we talked about Moon Knight last week. But Chris, well, you know, we, we could we could talk about some awesome musical stuff, and by awesome musical stuff, I mean how much money do we want to put on the fact that this When We Were Young festival is a total scam? Oh, it's it's it's, it's Firefest level of scams. Is it the, That's what I was gonna say. Is it the next? I literally Fest? saw someone Photoshop the poster into the Dashcon ball pit earlier today, and I was like, Can't <gasps> <go."> <laughs> yes. yes, that's great. God, I'm never gonna forget that. Watch, watch never gonna game. forget that fucking ball pit. See, Oz and I were talking about this the other day. It's so funny that, like, people bring up DashCon as, like, that thing for Tumblr. Because most people who were on Tumblr at the time, myself included, knew that shit was going to be bad the second that, like, they were talking about it. Like, no actual Tumblr user wanted to go to DashCon because those photos were circulating in Tumblr. <laughs> I just... I was on t- oh. I'm still on Tumblr. I have, a, I have a funny Tumblr series about my adventures in Star, Stardew Valley. <laughs> nice. I have mine. I just barely use it. <laughs> it, it 
they get they send me an email. Your Tumblr is eleven years old. I was like, I've been on this fucking thing for eleven years. That's God. I, I have no idea how long my how old my Tumblr is. I'm like Jesus fucking Christ. I think it was before like. Damn, it was before most of the purges. Oh yeah, it was definitely the age of the pur- before the pur- Tumblr was the best. Tumblr was the, different. Tumblr was different. Yeah. The mass exodus. That's why I cannot get on my Twitter in public because of because of everyone leaving Tumblr going over the Twitter. There's a lot of people on Twitter that think Tumblr's dead and it's not, and they're just like reusing content from Tumblr. Mm-hmm. You know what should be dead? Huh? You know what should be dead? It, it ain't blurb. dead. It ain't dead. Blurp should be dead. Oh, blurp should be dead. I I love how how I I know that I could confidently do this, right? I could totally do this, right? And kick it. But just know it's in the shadows. It's lurking. It's there. So I actually went to go check how old my Tumblr is, and it is eight years old, which doesn't sound that old until you consider the fact that I'm 20, which means I've been using Tumblr regularly since I was 12, which explains why my brain is rotten. <laughs> oh my god, why can't I, I log into my Tumblr? love that we're experiencing Ray's villain origin story here. With Blurb. The blurb bot. Yeah. Honestly, entirely understandable. I support them. Go for it. Thank you. Murder that stupid little ditto bot. Gonna be like John Connors. <laughs> All of a sudden, emotional damage. That one wasn't me. That one wasn't me. I don't trust you. I swear to God, I will look. Hold up. Hold up. No, that's a does move. A hundred percent. I'm gonna share my screen. Look, I was on Tumblr. I was on Tumblr. Y'all enjoy the rest. Because <laughs> Dez is a troll. I'm still on my Tumblr. I'm trying to log into it and it won't let me. Why? <laughs> Hold on, I think I have it. On. I, it should be on my phone. I shall join the podcast maybe next week. <laughs> This is a certified hood classic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ, that's fucking funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I don't think he's coming back. I don't think he's coming back. I legitimately don't think he's coming back. <laughs> well, bye, Ray. I know Dez is just dying right now. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm my done. god, Dez is Dez is being super chaotic right now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> See, I told you my levels are petty. I can be there. 
Oh, the levels of petty that exist within the levels of petty that exist in your mind astound and confuse. <laughs> oh my god. That's fucking funny though. Oh, Alright, <laughs> real topic. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> What, what what was that? What was the next topic, <laughs> bro? This shit derailed. What's the next topic? I don't know. I didn't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh my god! That's uh, fucking funny. Okay. That's okay. Okay. Fine, okay. Fine. I'm back. I'm back. Here, here, here's I, the thing. Here's I, the I, thing. I could play the PlayStation. Here, oh, you know what? Here's a question. Do y'all want to catch up, Bonita? What happened last session? Right quick, yeah, I will. Um, right quick. Whew! I don't know where's my inhaler at. So <clears throat> if I'm coughing throughout the thing, I laughed myself well, to play. I had my Ray. <sighs> oh fuck. <laughs> uh. What? what? <laughs> Welcome to housekeeping. So, the oh, fuck? Is that the sound you chose for the housekeeping <laughs> segment of the show? Thanks for telling me, bruh. He did not. Just so you guys know, just so the listeners know, just people, good people of the Dominican Republic. That's why they love this show. Este chico no sabe lo que hace. Like he's fucking. I'm a maluco. You say red race villain story. I'm already here. Your leadership in the Dominican public go down. Probably. Probably. I doubt it. I doubt it. Okay. We love you. Okay. Do we? I'm just kidding. Okay. We do. So I complained the PlayStation, and so did like a million others about their PlayStation wrap of 2021. Um. What? What? You know how there's a PlayStation wrapped? Yeah, they've been doing it for like the last four years. What? Yeah, they've been copying Xbox. They've been copying Microsoft. Everybody's copying Microsoft. I posted it here. Y'all saw how many hours I clogged in on fucking Cyberpunk. I didn't know that was a feature. I just thought you like did that. No. If I had I the tools, to... if I had the tools to do that, I would not be here on this podcast no more. I mean, fair enough. I'll be selling it to Microsoft. I mean, I mean, fair enough. <laughs> All right. <clears> how <throat> how do I go to PlayStation? Yeah, I don't know. You want me to give you the link? No, I well, yeah, that. But I was also trying to check how old my my um, Tumblr account is. So it's. <laughs> God damn! It, I can't talk a lot. I can't talk. I'm just gonna type. Okay. <laughs> this podcast got so fucking derailed. <laughs> amazing, a fucking amazing. Okay, so. Uh... Okay, PlayStation um, Wrap. PlayStation what? Wrap. All right. PlayStation oh Wrap. Thank you. PlayStation so I, Wrap. I finally got my PlayStation Wrap. 
this is this is the number of hours they said I clocked in on my PlayStation for of twenty twenty. Okay, I'm very curious. I'm very curious. Nine hundred and eight hours. Wow, that's a little less than I thought. Yeah. Remember going back and forth that's, between. And that's Xbox. actually a lot less than I thought. Going back and forth between Xbox, Nintendo, and uh. My oh, PS4. okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um. I've played over 107 hours online with other players and over 800 hours by myself. Damn. I played, and this one kind of shocked me. It said I played over 22 games, new games at that in 2020 and 2021. I was like, really? I'm not balling, but okay. Damn. Look at you. Now, the top five games I've played. I want y'all to make a guess. What was the number one game on PlayStation? Just do me a favor. Is it something you've played before? No. No. Cyberpunk? Yes. Yeah, that that's a good guess. That's a real good guess. <laughs> but nice. Clock in how many hours? Now, okay, I'll just go through the hours. It's the thing you played the most, right? Played the most. Cyberpunk came in at 243 hours. Beating, wow. Beating out Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which came in at number two with 137 hours. That's impressive. I think the, uh, now I've seen people clocking over 200 hours on Mass Effect. Those are new players. If you have played Mass Effect, the trilogy before, and you know how to play it, you're going to clock in under 200 hours on that game. Yeah, you're speed running that shit. Yep. Um, the one the hundred seven hours come from Grand Theft Auto Online. Hmm. That's at number three. At number four, Kingdoms of Amalur Re Reckoning coming in at one hundred and one hours. Damn. Okay. And then at number five, a new entry in the PlayStation catalog, The Witcher Three coming in at sixty hours. Damn. Now, I stopped on The Witcher 3 because I rel- my brother told me I'm close to the end of the game. And I uh-huh. haven't bought the new DLC. And I want I haven't played the, I haven't played the DLC. And I've been waiting for the last three months from Cal State Dominion Sills to get my fucking check for being a mentor. Mm, <laughs> that makes sense. I want my money. I mean, the good thing with it is you don't need, like, the DLC is, like, completely separate. So it's not really tied to, like... I know, but... The end of the game, but I want to have everything there. It's not. I'm not padding my hours for The Witcher Three. I just want everything there so I can play mm. everything before I hit the end of the game. Yeah, you're trying to you're trying to be as perfectionist about it as possible. Eat, fuck it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I get no. I didn't get no fucking platinums. Because <laughs> I'm not a trophy hunter. I'm yeah, it's true. But I will say this: Lego Telltale Traveler's Tale games. You Lego Marvel superheroes. It's a very old game. I think it's as old as Mass Effect. I mean, Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah, that may that would make sense. Um, there's a glitch that I, I didn't realize. I finally hit. You're supposed to get one final hero to do their mission in the Lego game. To trigger the final fucking trophy. The tro- the character never popped up. So I cannot get the fucking platinum. 
Damn. Wait, how did the character never pop up? Mr. Fantastic. <clears throat> Excuse me. Future Foundation, Mr. Fantastic never popped up on the map. I did Ghost Rider, I did Maria Hill, I did Silver Surfer's missions, but I was like, where the fuck I'm is just Mr. wondering Fantastic? how. I don't know. I don't even know what triggered the glitch. I even go online, yeah, nobody it... can figure out. I go on Reddit, nobody doesn't realize, doesn't know how the glitch triggers. It just happens. Damn. I'm literally sitting at 99% on, <laughs> on trophies on that PlayStation. This is why I don't like trophy hunting, and that's where my OCD... I don't have, really have OCD, I just have OCD where it comes like... You see something completed, and you see 100%. But when there's a DLC yeah. comes out, and it knocks that 100% out, and it puts it at 50, Thank and I'm you. like, why is that 50 fucking percent? I 100% of this goddamn game. Yeah, you're like, wait a minute. Why did you take away my trophy? Like, I don't care if I didn't have it in the first place, but why did you take it away? And then there's games like Dragon Age Inquisition, where I'm too much of a, um, a bitch to do it on Nightmare Mode. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I ain't doing that. That shit's. I'm too. Scary. I'm too scared. I don't like. Look, I think I mentioned this on an episode. I don't like hard games. I don't like playing hard video games. No, we know that. That it's very well established that you don't like hard games. That's why you did not like Fallen Order. Oh no, Fallen Order. I enjoyed it because I can change the difficulty to story mode, so I can enjoy the story without having to worry True. about the combat. It That's wasn't, true. It wasn't until we got the. How Dark... was it in story mode? I'm very curious. I've never played it in that kind of a context. It's it's more enjoyable because we're, I'm playing for the story. I'm still leveling up. Mm-hmm. Um, there were sections of the fucking game. It doesn't make traversing easy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> mm. So you still got to traverse and all that normally. Oh yeah. So I can still complain that the map system fucking sucks, especially when you on fucking Daftamir. Yeah, oh god yeah that shit that shit was yeah um i hate quick time events especially when you go against fucking darth vader my dumbass. no i here's the thing though i was shocked that vader pops up that we had yeah, to fight vader too. i, I was didn't like, i didn't think that shit was gonna happen yeah for a second i did not know I, it took my brain to realize the way oh i have to stay away from darth vader long enough to start the qte so i can fucking run yeah, because you're not going to fight his ass, exactly. Like, I love that they were just like, nope, you are not fighting him. There's no way you're going to win that. This was the first time in my life I, I ever freaked out on a video game. I don't freak out on horror video games. I don't. Mm-hmm. We, me and Benita talked about this for Dead Space 2, which I finally downloaded mm-hmm. today on Game Pass, Benita. Very nice. If they're still there. Did I run off, Benny? <laughs> no, I'm... Here, I just was muted because I was getting my cat's dinner ready. Ah. <laughs> Valid. So, so I did down- didn't want <clears throat> you guys to hear that. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> um, I did download um, Dead Space 2 today. So I will start nice. on that. I I got a pro. I started Awakening, a new playthrough on Mass Effect on Xbox. I'm about to. St- I'm in the middle of the gunk. I started a new playthrough on, on an, on control, and I'm about to do Death Space too, all at the same time. Nice. Oh, and then um, start Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's a lot of games. Yeah. While we're doing our D and D. 
and this podcast. That as well. And speaking of D&D. <laughs> speaking of D&D, would, uh, would two of the people who were there like to catch up Benita and possibly the audience on the events of last session? So, Oz expertly Sigmund Freud <laughs> me Vice's Vice and Alaria's characters yeah yeah. why are you starting at the end that was the after show <laughs> <laughs> that's very true it was the after show okay. okay if you're gonna catch up Bonita you might as well start from the beginning so we was at the bar we had old duels or, was it old duels or old fools? Old fools. Old fools. I, as soon as you said old fools, I instantly thought of the hood classic, old duels. <laughs> yeah. Damn. The one it, that, it that you can get mixed up and get the non-alcoholic version on accident. Yeah. That would have been, pre- if I would have, eh, fuck it, the moment is fast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not using the blurb, but yeah, the moment is fast. Um... Vice, uh, yes, we learned. Well, I'll I'll say this in context. As in being an audience member for this portion of the session, we we fairly confirmed like Vice is like a serial killer. So oh like, yeah, Vice Vice drowned a man in cold blood just cause, and then went to go find the party. Like after leaving Alaria from the uh, not after leaving Fomoria from the date from the previous session. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh okay, that's interesting. We we expertly not met a game that. So we was like, we, we both yeah, me, nobody met a game that. I was happy about it. Both me and Jason was like, okay, we'll just we're <clears throat> getting drunk. We're still getting drunk. Yes. Um, so uh, Maxon and Alaria were uh, getting drunk in Ophul's tavern. Um. Then comes Vice, and we order three beers, red. And this is where we learn the color spectrum of the beers. Yes, the place specifically has a color shot selection uh, additive that you can put in any of the uh, mixed drinks or any of the drinks that you order. And the different colors represent different uh, promotions of feelings and, uh, 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 like, uh, certain, like, inhibitions get released while having the the specific kinds of colors and i was like you know what why not for shits and giggles red we did not learn until after the fact that red was passion ambition and everyone who drank laria memories of her wife maxon memories of his wife whatever the fuck popped up in vice's head And Vice was instantly trying to like save it off. Like they not showing any emotion. Like they were trying to be badass about it. Laria was crying like she was white girl wasted. Yep. Maxon annoyed. <laughs> Just like God damn it. Um, it was quite hilarious. And then Laria <laughs> in this state asked for we we wanted food. So we ordered wings. But the thing is, the cobalts will yell out what you ordered. But the cobalt acknowledged the wings, but also acknowledged the four, was it no, three shots of blue 
of their heart is um, alcohol. Blue is for tranquility, initiation, devotion, loyalty, wisdom, and empathy. I do not know what Alaria was trying to get from that, but I didn't drink it. They gave him confidence. They gave him confidence. They gave him confidence. I'll say that. But Vice, on the other hand, had violet absinthe. So, like, creativity, ingenuity, um, carefreeness, magical affinity, um, uh, becoming one with your, with your, your, uh, like, protector spirits, things like that. But then that also triggers something in Vice. They hear something and they feel something watching. And they asked Maxon, do they see anything? I wrote a high perception check. Don't see anyone looking at us. They, everybody's having a good time in their in their own respective areas. But I wrote an arcana check. Maxon felt something watching <laughs> watching Vice. You don't know what the fuck it is. And he did acknowledge Vice that, yeah, something is here but not here. I guess that would be brought up at some point in the later in the story, in, in some form or capacity at a later time. We're just going to table that. I love that Desi, as a player, has been playing long enough to kind of recognize when I'm foreshadowing things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that because because of the dynamic of this group, it makes sense that you, as the only player slash, like, character, have these forethoughts of, like, wait a minute, all these people don't know how fucked we possibly are. <laughs> um... And that's both in-game and out-of-game. And I fucking love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is going to be interesting as we get further on. Oh my god, is it? Yes, it is. Um, in the midst of all this, them talking about hooking up with um, with some hot milfs in the area. Max oh and yeah, he, they, they literally rolled. Max and yelled out, where the hell's my goddamn wings? Forgot, uh, the kobolds had forgotten to uh, put the wings wing order in. Um, they got their wings. To help Vice and Alara sober up a little bit, so they can actually catch up some um, hot milfs oh. in the area. It's also worth mentioning that this was the birth of the sobriety system that I now had to homebrew into the game. There's now a sobriety system based on percentages and like to the there is literal roles for how drunk they get and how much they can hold before they go blackout and before they start taking different like uh, different. Um, uh, uh, disadvantages. No, I can't give the percentage. Wow. I can't give the percentage, but I can say Alari was at number one, Vice was at two, I was at three. Like Alaria sobered up. This is worth noting. Like that—that's where they were all at in like sobriety level. But Alaria was trying to get white girl wasted. Vice was already under the influence of Illithid's kiss, and Maxon, although he was like crossfaded, he was generally holding his liquor pretty good. So it is worth noting that after the food, they they gained back some sobriety, and then they went to go take a shot, and like with that last shot, um, Alaria hit ninety nine percent black before blackout. 
so that was fun. Um, I imagine and, uh, gave his disguise kit to Alarius to the to retouch up their makeup. Yup. And they went off to find their perspective. Uh, we'll get to them, their perspective. Maxon, on the other hand, took Alaria's bag of holding just in case they don't lose it on in their truck in the state. And he took all the wings. <laughs> yeah. And I used the Tony Stark line. <laughs> I went to Alaria and I was like, don't do anything I wouldn't do, but don't do anything I would do. You just operate in the middle area. Okay? <laughs> but then took the wings, walked yeah. off. I have to use that line. I like that line. Um, it Vice, came out good. It was fun. It was a really good RP session. Vice final instant was like, let's make it do what it do. Vice was gone. Alaria. It took it took it took some steps, but they they they, they sealed the deal. So what Maxon isn't saying is Vice rolled literally. To find hot milfs in their area. That's, that's true. And ben, and Benita, the, the research we had done paid off. <laughs> it's, um, good to know. Good to um, know. So yeah, they rolled for hot milfs in their area. Found uh, um, that there were there were a plethora of them in this particular bar at this time. And uh, and managed to manage to uh, seal the deal each respectively. I swear to God, you could drown a toddler in my panties right now. <laughs> uh, the fucking Archer reference. God damn it, that one was Desi, not me. Uh, praising? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, they sealed the deal. Uh, they went to go, uh, that was, that was basically the majority of, like, the first hour of the game. Yeah. Like, hour and a half. And, and uh, and then it cuts over. We meet, or we'll continue. We meet with Mouse and the uh, second half of our un unnamed new squad. Um, this one you're gonna have to go, because I, I, oof. I was like not a lot of exposition. Yep. Not a lot of exposition on that one, but it was just like a lot of like. Oh, it shit. was it was meant to be confusing. It was very meant to be confusing in that case. Because there was a lot of um. This is like a new. To describe it, it was like a new plane, but this still set in the human in the in the normal plane, but it's like they give it like the microverse for Ant Man. That's how, so, I, that's how I can that's how I can equate it. Like Benny, were you there? Were you there when they found the Mushroom Kingdom? Um, yes. So yeah, so we picked up where they left off in like having already like uh, uh, shrunk and ended up like the size that they needed to be, and they were kind of like in the middle of the forest, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they went through the forest. They found their way towards the city. Um, Mouse made a new companion and named him, uh, what was it, Pablo or Pedro? Philip. I think it was pa Philip, thank you. <laughs> that I remember. Pablo, Pedro, Philip. <laughs> How Hispanic of you, my love. I love that. <laughs> 
Okay, so Philip. Um <laughs> Yeah, they found a new companion. It was like a like a basically to mouse, it's the size of a mount. Like to ride. But it's basically a cross between a bunny and a moth. Okay. Um, they named it Philip, and they made their way towards the city. They found that the city was very, uh, was actually very, uh, the city was very rustic and kind of like, um, uh, uh, feudal. Like, different kinds of mushroom people, like, living in, and, uh, co uh, communally working to better, like, this kind of hive mind that they realized they stumbled across. And they, through searching through the city, they found... <clears throat> That there was a certain area, uh, a, a building, simple in design and construction, with a simple, uh, just the word thinking on the inside. And it looked like a like a circle of a bunch of mushrooms that were all um, communing and with a break in the center. Mouse went to go uh, like interconnect and commune with it and found that these creatures live as a hive mind, basically. And um, and was able to commune with the hive mind, which is still rather uh, simple, not necessarily like not necessarily dumb, but doesn't understand a lot about the world. So is so is very short in its like responses and very naive in its concepts. OK, so it's kind of like it's so so as they were talking with it, they they basically found out that um, they were calling for help. For anyone who can stop the uh, the creatures that come at night to uh, the creatures that come once every every nine cycles, so nine days, um, basically every week, they come uh, uh, like a large description of kind of like a tentacle like floating creature with like rows of teeth on the inner part, um, kind of looking like a cross between an angler fish and an octopus. Um, mm. Uh, mm -hmm. come and like mouse got the mental image of that thing and they decided to the party decided to leave with that information and go get the rest of the party and come back and try to help them okay uh so after uh after having like learned of all of this stuff um the half of the party went and found a way to basically make cut their travel time in half through the forest to be able to make their way back to the cave entrance and then start their way back uh, they got in a large, like, garbage catapult that that, uh, that the mushroom people use to basically put, collect all their waste and shoot it off into a different part of the mushroom forest. So they use that to launch themselves about halfway through into the forest and continue on and uh, make their way back to the cave entrance and eventually made their way back towards, uh, started making their way back towards Neverwinter to get the rest of the party. Oh, okay. The next morning. The next morning, we cut back to the next morning of the rest of the party. Maxin, uh, Maxin, Alaria, and Vice uh, having their their respective mornings um, in the in the inn. Uh, Vice woke up. Their hot milk left. Well, Vice had um, a lot of bites and marks all over them. So yeah, they had a good night. With with the MILF they chose, yeah, that that MILF literally had a whip in the photo. <laughs> that was a kinky. Um, <laughs> Alaria woke up with theirs still in the bed. Maxon was nice. 
this time, learned his lesson the first, knocked on the door, gave two cups of coffee so they can get the um, round two in the morning. He was being helpful. Yep. He was being the Maxim was being a wingman. Because Alari needed it. Alari needed it. <laughs> Maxim was being a real bro and a real, real wingman. By it. By it, Desi means Alari just needed to get laid, period. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alari has been very pent up since their wife died. Honestly, Alari has been pent up their entire life. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to the analyzations real quick. Um, and at the end, Maxim went to the docks. Um, an Antivan vessel comes up. You see refugees, dock workers coming off the ship. I like to make note. Refugees from Antiva. What's going on there? But we have to find out at a later time. Um, and then the statuesque woman comes off the ship with a new hairstyle, mind you. Maxon recognized his wife, Durache Beltong. But she does not recognize him. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's right. Maxon, it looks different. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like she wouldn't immediately recognize you, so she was doing other shit. Yeah. Um, I rolled a pretty high stealth, thirty. He got a he got a perfect stealth roll. Snuck up on my own wife. She looked, planted the what Max had been needing. The best kiss he ever had. But then follow it. A good right hook to his jaw. Mm-hmm. And that's how we ended the session. Yep. Literally, it ended with a kiss and a sock to Maxon's jaw. <laughs> and him saying, oh, there's blood. Yeah, I deserve that. I deserve it. <laughs> Six fucking months. That was, yeah, that was Dora's first word. Six fucking months. Six fucking months. <laughs> that's literally what her first words were. <laughs> Oh, it was a good session. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, any any initial thoughts, Benita? Um, there's there's a lot that um would have missed. I can give you this. We did update Dora's. Uh, we found an image that, that like it's been six months if Maxon looked different I think it's only fair for Dora to have their own look a little new different. look yeah. and new personality it gives it gives you something to be like you do something different with your hair <laughs> still tall and muscular with the tusks <laughs> and the ears oh there you go yeah he uh, 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 he just posted it in the chat for us mm. The, the Dura Shea design. So yeah, so uh, so our personal D&D game for the listeners is going very well, I think. Uh, there's a lot of intrigue and a lot of new stuff coming up, and it's giving me a lot of inspiration for the game that theoretically we could stream. Mm-hmm. I was very flattered mm-hmm. that I, I don't remember who it was, but someone in session, this last session, was just like, damn, could you imagine if this episode, w- like this session was streamed? <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. You have to put the NC-17 rating on it. Yeah. And well, it... there wasn't anything overt. It was definitely PG-13 in the way it was described. <laughs> no. Other than a lot of liberal usage of the word MILF. Well, mm-hmm. no, that was rated R. Those movies were rated R. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> American Pie, but I was like, no, those movies were rated R. Yeah, but we didn't do anything as bad as... We didn't describe anything as bad as American Pie. No, we did not. That is true. We did not. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, if 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 it were streamed, that would have been PG-13. That would have passed as PG-13. Well, no. It would have been R only because of the amount of times that we swear. Mm-hmm. Just straight up, the amount of times we swear, that would give us our rating. Yeah. <laughs> And then um, currently, for the listeners, the little behind the scenes, because you can count this as the D&D after show, we are currently shopping where our illustrious DM, Christopher Ventura, has made a bracket. Every, mm-hmm. um, I came up with some names and then everyone threw in what they would like for the new team to be called. Yep. There, we're, we got a little mini tournament like, going. like downplaying that you just made 75% of the list and then you're like yeah man other people help too yeah yeah it's sure. like we got a bracket of 16 pay no attention that I made 12 of those and I did 12 of them it's okay. fine I was being polite and saying we was working mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. not making it, it about is- me we're not making it about <laughs> me because no matter what i'm very excited because i know that with our players i would never be able to be like here's 16 choices choose one so it's just like all right between these two which one between these two which one <laughs> working our way down to eventually we're like tournament this between just these two you got to make the decisions now head to head this is going to be a pretty fun bracket though yeah, exactly we're about to exactly. en- we about to enter The danger zone. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Sorry, I love Archer too much to not enjoy the Archer sound bits that are playing. <laughs> Lana. Mm-hmm. Lana. 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 <laughs> danger zone. <laughs> Oh, I'm very tempted to turn on my camera just so you can see my resting bitch face, but it would be. A, I also be, don't want to do that. But it'd be a treat for all of us. Mm-hmm. It would be a mm-hmm. treat, Benita. It would. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I want you to do it. Ideally, the listeners will soon be able to see our like both beautiful and mm. ugly mugs uh, on YouTube pretty soon. Yeah, provided we have Jason on, so we can actually talk about. <laughs> yeah, call him out on episodes. Um, he can be here. Yeah. Call him out on episodes. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. What's up, Jason? What the fuck is popping, my guy? I bet. I bet you. By the time they listen to this episode, we'll be like episode one thousand. <laughs> my God. I'm, oh God. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, but we did um, create. Uh, I did wrote some um, character dynamics for M- Dora and Max and Christian. Yes, I'm very happy about that. So that way, there's a uh, a kind of um, 
roadmap there. And Benita, we need to talk about this. We definitely... Okay, I know I've said this okay. a lot because recently we haven't been able to like get together. I know I've said it a lot, but I really do mean it. This week, we have to actually talk before <laughs> D&D because I swear okay. to God, there's so much shit that is about to happen and so much stuff that we need to literally workshop and talk about. Okay. Okay. Like, this is, like, like. do you have any time this Oh, okay. And I do, so, I mean, obviously we can still talk about it, but remember that last thing we talked about where we deafened? Oh, um, yes, I yeah, remember that. Yeah, us uh, for context, yes. I got deafened <laughs> so they can talk about what they wanted to talk about without me knowing. This was, yeah, this was after podcast, by the way. <laughs> so, no, I, think, I did after podcast. I did think of something else, so like, just put like a little pin on that, just so like we could like talk about it. No, talk about it later. Absolutely. <laughs> See, the nice thing is, the nice ah, thing is, ow, ow. um, Oz, Oz, you are purviewed to those because you're not in the game, and that way it cuts <laughs> out the middleman of me having to just tell you what we talked about later. <laughs> <laughs> so this is one of these other situations where I need to be deafened again. Not at the moment. No, we'll talk no. about this later. This is this is a separate meeting we'll have before D and D this week. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So, Desi, how is my Sigmund Freuding of your character? <laughs> I did not expect. I did not know I was playing Max in that way. I <laughs> I, 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 legit, I, I legit not, did not know that. So for Tommy and the audience, yes. um, after session last week, uh, Oz was asked to give their opinion of um, of. Desi's character and everyone else's character because when we were hanging out uh, in person not too long ago uh, I, I went to go visit in, in Portland um, We hung out, I got to hung, uh, hang out with Oz and a couple of the other players and stuff and um, last session I actually did from uh, Vice's house and I was, I was doing it from their house and I took my setup and everything and uh, and when we were in person um, Oz was talking to to them about uh, what they thought of their character and really broke them down in a way where it's just like, damn, like, like you're reading into the character so well, but at the same time, scary fucking well. So, okay, in defense, I was a little high and I did read them to Phil. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that in mind, um, after session. Uh, uh, Oz was encouraged to give their opinion, their 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 Freudian opinion of every character. Okay. And it was amazing. <laughs> I hate that we're calling it Freudian, but it kind of is. It is though. That's the thing. It just has to do with the fact that most of them have mommy issues, and it's like, well, yeah. Have you looked at? yourselves like the play like the people playing these characters of course they do you dummies yeah. uh, but i was like no like if you look at the actions of your characters and this way i think alaria really got thrown for a loop because i don't think the person playing alaria has actually like sat down and super thought of it a whole lot and i'm like with that in mind mm -hmm. uh given how you are playing it this seems to be how this is going because, like, that character very much acts like um, a youngest child, which is interesting because the person playing them is an eldest child, and then in canon, they're a middle child. But also in canon, 
they were raised very far apart from their siblings and like not they were raised like almost as only children so like it makes sense i was talking about that and also about the fact how like their characters like big rebellion against their father was like to marry a human woman and it's like okay yeah sure but like it's it's literally been brought up so many times about how their dad like didn't care that much like they were cool with it for like a good chunk of time where they're like whatever you're gonna get over it like it really wasn't that big of a rebellion of a step out of place whereas now they're like finally starting to go through their little rebellion phase which i thought was really cute considering they got super drunk and stuck with the milk and they were like what did i do <laughs> and i'm like oh you're adorable um, <laughs> i'm just gonna call these like profiles and fantasy so we don't have to be like freudian there it's you go profiles like, and yeah. fantasy. Yeah. and yeah. with with literally that context in mind that was when we were all like you need to be on podcast <laughs> yes okay i would love okay so and then you're like and they said you can sit there you can be muted it'll be fine i didn't and... say you had to talk you just started talking and i didn't stop you I okay, just now I need to know what. Know we were recording in the beginning, and then it would be weird if you said my name at the beginning of the podcast, and then literally I only spoke that once at the beginning of the podcast. That that's would be fucking fair. weird. No, that's fair. <laughs> what's your What's your profile of Maxon? <laughs> Hold on, they're marinating for a quick second. <laughs> Very excited for this. They're they're marinating. They're letting everything cook in the in the collective gumbo or jambalaya of your choice. <laughs> well, I will reiterate what I said to the boys last time that I don't think I have as good of a grasp on Maxon as I do some of the other characters because Maxon has already had smaller arcs that I wasn't around for, but I did hear about secondhand. Given that what I have seen of Maxon gives me very big brother energy in the like god i really wish i didn't have to be the one that was responsible here you know mm -hmm. like just desperately wants to not be responsible and to goof off and then is like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it and then no one picks up the slack and they're like fuck i gotta do it he's uh, so what you're saying is he's jotaro in diamond is unbreakable hurting cats a little bit, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. For sure, Maxon is hurting cats. No, but I think, like, even before I canonically knew that Maxon was a dad, like, just tired dad energy, you know? <laughs> just, like... <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Uh, it's funny. It's just that type of thing. It's like, it's very much that thing of like, you really don't want to piss them off, but also they'll ignore most of the little shenanigans because it's like not worth it. Mm -hmm. It's like, whatever, I'll ignore it until you like really become an issue. And then, so it's like, it's like you bother them and you bother them and you think it's not doing anything. And then the second that it actually like crosses the line, it's like, no, you're dead. Now. You didn't realize how patient I was being. Yeah, and I'm yeah, feeling... and Maxon does have that potential. That's very funny. And I'm feeling that's in, re in reference to Vice, the, the being pa very patient part. Yeah, I feel like Maxon and patience do not go together. 
mm-hmm. at all. Mm-mm. Nah, it's like what he learned is how to meditate, and that's awesome, and it helps center him and all that kind of stuff. Patience <laughs> is still a virtue. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like it. I, it's I like, like, Lord, give me the patience, because if you give me the strength, I'm gonna kill somebody. <laughs> what I, I actually do like um, what other people's perception of uh, the character I help. Well, Christian helped me mold this character. I just ran with it, and just like every other week or every other day, I'll just write some stuff and be like, "Yo, this is what I want," or "This is what I like to put into his character." No, I I very much appreciate and very enjoy, like, I should say look forward to, like, reading whatever you send me because it gives me a lot of ideas and, like, it it generally does have, like, a lot of good, like, character-building plot points that I could use is the thing. Like, it's, like, you give me a very good, like... You give me a very good, amazing outline where I don't have to like change the the. I don't have to change the content of it. I just have to build on it. Like, like it's like it like as a DM, it is honestly something I really fucking appreciate because it's like holy crap, you're basically giving me like half of the work. Like my brother, I was telling him like our adventures, and he was like, "Why are you putting so much work on a character that can die permanently at any point in time?" I was like. I was like, you don't know how much I write where it's a good, it would be, if he dies, it's a good exit for him. And it's part of the fun, honestly. Like, if I go, like, that's fine. <laughs> you gotta admit, how different would this game be if you were just like, yeah, I could just die. My character will come right back. How different would it be? It wouldn't be, not, it wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't be the same, right? It wouldn't, it like... Yeah, it would not be the same because it doesn't feel like it. You wouldn't have the same kind of like relationship with your own character, if that makes sense. And that you do because you care about your character in a way that's very similar to how you care about characters on TV that you like. However, it's more invested because you created this character, and it's it's like you're watching the show of. It's like you're watching the show that includes you while you do the prep work for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's. I was going to say, yeah. and that's why I wrote what I, um, I wrote for Max and Dora's dynamic, because it gives me something to try to work on with Max, which I have not done with show vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And the only bit of vulnerability Max has shown was him being drunk with the laureate before vice came in but that was him during him being intoxicated right uh, sorry go ahead no i was just gonna say yeah you were at like a much more inebriated point in time at that point but now that we introduced maxon's wife and then we wrote and i and i wrote those dynamics now he has to confront his those emotions not sober but with the person that is created to that's supposed to that knows him and not for nothing you theoretically are gonna have to i mean yeah dura can take care of herself and stuff yeah but theoretically wouldn't anybody be worried about their spouse in the situations that you've been going through oh hell yeah like that even even though dura is obviously like durable no pun intended there um 
what you what you know you've gone through and she's probably gone through like with the thieves guild isn't like what you guys have done yeah like they have like the reason why it works like you have two people who has their own lives but they can still be one when they're together yeah yeah but it's a, it's a good dynamic but when the other starts pulling shit out the ass the other gonna be like all right it's time to rein you the fuck in Oh yeah! Like, I love it's gonna you. be funny. I, it's gonna be really funny having Dura around for the next like bit of this campaign, because <laughs> like ostensibly you're stuck with Dura until you theoretically get back to Antiva, right? I was not. And here's the thing, and that was the twist at the end of that campaign was the last session when Mouse realized like, oh, I need more help. I wasn't expecting, like, I wasn't not expecting. I was expecting, like, they can do this on their own. The fact that they have to go back and ask for help, which is seems to me, like, more than likely, Dora was like, no, I'm going to help you with your friends, with their situation. So, which means it's like, yeah. fuck, that means a person is going to be like, oh, we get to see what my husband's been doing for the last six months and how they can tackle these situations. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're going to go along with you and see what happens and help you, potentially, or criticize the fuck out of you, potentially. Mm-hmm. And then also have to tell them, like, what he has done. What is happening? What can potentially fall on their doorsteps at any point in time? <laughs> right? Uh, like, you're going to have to be like, hey, Dura, don't follow Mouse into any doors. <laughs> You know, things like that. <laughs> and <laughs> Finley thought I was going to, like, care. I was going to play it out. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Max wouldn't do that. That's the big brother energy. I'm not, I'm not going to snitch and be like, this one, this little one was supposed to tell you I was dead. No. The big brother energy. That is true, though. I wasn't, I'm not going to snitch. <laughs> I'm like, no. I could. But I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure you're going to remind Mouse of that. I have to. I'm going to have to remind Finley when we get you're to like, it. I could have ratted you out to my wife. Oh, yeah. But in, I didn't. Oh, in character, I'll do that. In character, I'll do that. Be like, no, I could have. But I'm not. Because I already got cracked in the jaw. You don't want to get by a six foot four, 250 plus muscle bound. Halfling, <laughs> who can probably destroy you with one punch. Any thoughts, Benita? Anything you'd like to like to like to say or, or comment on? Um, I'm not to put you on the spot. I'm just like, like just it, it would like this. This game has been this game has been a gift to me, honestly. <laughs> I appreciate the so player and every everybody that adds everything into the story. It's just so good. I'm sad I missed it. It is it is okay because there's so many so much more. But I just love the tendrils of this game, I guess, if you will, where it's just 
not to say like the main story sucks or anything, but it's mm-hmm. just it's so fun to go down like these tiny little pathways and these little random side stories. Mm-hmm. Like the main story is great and everything, but just the oh yeah shit the team finds themselves <laughs> in the random shit we gotta come up with because of that. It's mm-hmm. just. I was it's it's fascinating and it's fun and yeah yeah um before we go it's mm-hmm. um I, 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 I equate our group to one of my favorite um D&D-S comics of all time the rat queens those I'm flattered those four ladies get themselves in as much shit as our characters do. I equate us to the Rat Queens because we literally find ourselves in either world-ending situations, mm-hmm. death situations, and we still come out of it. Yeah. Yeah, legitimately. Like, there have been times DM thought you guys were gonna die. <laughs> like, like legitimately, even I thought you guys were gonna die at certain points. It's like, fuck. Not like, oh, fuck, like, I can't kill you. Just like, fuck, like, it's so great that this is the story. Like, I couldn't have planned this shit. I really couldn't. Like, I, like, like, I'm so flattered when you guys tell me, like, like, oh, Christian, like, the work that you put in. And, and I, I really am flattered by it. But I don't think you guys understand how much of this comes from you guys really does. Because like like at least 80% of the things that I work on in the background are directly because of what your characters do and are like. And like I thank you guys for that because you guys play your characters like no one else can because no one else are you guys. Like I could I couldn't ask for a possibly better scenario than what's going on currently because I couldn't I can't make this game for a different group of people a different group of people I have to make a different game it's just that simple I can't recreate this and what we have is amazing so thanks for that thank you it went from two people with an idea now it's like what how many people in this damn discord group (laughs) Jesus, right? I can't believe every time that I look in in our server, I I can't believe how many people are in there. And sometimes when the when like you know there's like fourteen people in call or like like that are like you know half of the people that are in there are are not playing; they're just watching. Like I can't believe that when that happens. And I'm low key mad at Apple for not fixing my fucking account. Because mm-hmm. there is a photo of me and Christian with, but but close to three years ago, with the D&D handbook, literally charting out Maxon and the world of LOF. Oh my and that God. photo, that photo is forever gone. Damn. Damn. I still, I still remember us talking about D&D, like when we were sitting outside of Dominguez Hills, mm-hmm. like before we started playing. That was before I met my group, like, to play with my characters. That was before I actually, like, 
read any of the manuals. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. at that point, like, all I had of D&D &D was the... Not for nothing, uh, like, hundreds of hours of D&D &D content that I had consumed at that point. Mm -hmm. But I, I never, like, got into the weeds of it until... I until you and I started talking about it until I like started talking about it at the right time with at the right Super Bowl party and found a group started playing taught myself how to play taught myself how to DM and like started our game and just it 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 did so much man like it it man I'm thinking about it like it 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 inspired me to start writing again it 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 gave me something to like enjoy in my everyday life that I could just think about and be happy. That might sound sappy, but it's really genuinely true. No nah, man, it's the power of D and D. I it's crazy, man. I legit was looking for the power of love soundbite while you was talking, but I can't find it. So. <laughs> We're just gonna have to end off like that. <laughs> nah, it's all good. <laughs> Power of love. Trying to not get too sappy. Oh, we, this was another roller coaster of an episode. <laughs> yeah, it definitely fucking was. <laughs> and that's gonna be the title of this episode: another roller coaster episode. Oh God. <laughs> that's fucking funny. Uh, Ray got butt hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Ray, but that shit's funny. Ray got emotional damage. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone. For for the Dame Lama writer, for us, for Benita, and for Ray. Thank you for listening. Until next week. Peace. <laughs>